You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi there. The Employment Rights Online podcast is a podcast for employees and all types of workers. And if that's you, the information in our podcast is written with your employment rights in mind. As usual, we welcome your comments and questions and we would love it if you would like, share and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. All the details to help you do that are in the show notes that come with this episode. This week, we bring you some important news about changes to two key employment tribunal forms that you will use to submit your complaint to an employment tribunal. The employment tribunal, which in government circles is called His Majesty's Courts and Tribunal Service, introduced two new forms, or rather two updated forms, to replace the old ET1 and the old ET3. And those updates came out in the first week in August 2023. By way of an update, if you're a worker or an employee and your employment rights are breached at work and you decide to make a complaint to an employment tribunal, your first step is to get clearance to bring your case to a tribunal, which you would get from ACAS, which is the Advisory Conciliation and Arbitration Service. Once you get your ACAS certificate, you are then able to make a complaint to an employment tribunal. At that point, the way to start your complaint is by completing an employment tribunal form number one, or what is more commonly called an ET1 form. Once you've completed your ET1, which details your complaint against your employer, you then submit that form to an employment tribunal. And you would then do this within three months, minus the one day, of course, within three months, minus one day of the incident you are complaining about. Once you submit your claim form to a tribunal, the tribunal administration team will then send your claim form and an ET3 or an online link to an ET3 form to your employer, the ET3 being the Employment Tribunal Form 3. Your employer then has to respond to your complaint on the ET3. Now, your employer has 28 days to respond back to the tribunal, giving the employer's defence against the complaints you are making. If your employer does not send back the ET3 within 28 days, a tribunal has the power to make a decision against your employer without going through a tribunal hearing, which means an award could be made against your employer in favour of you. So it's really important that your employer responds and responds on time. But hey, if your employer chooses not to respond, as some employers do, then a tribunal is free to make a judgment against your employer. So what are the changes to the ET1 and ET3 forms? The changes, really, they're not that major, but you have to pay attention to the changes so that you are aware that you are completing the right form. The first thing you'll notice is that in the ET1, which is your form, 
In box 1.1, the word other has been added to the title list next to Mr, Mrs, etc. to give people more room to self-identify. The tribunal has also now removed the word fax as one of the ways that you would be contacted. As you work your way through the ET1 form, you will see another change. In box 1.5 in the ET1 and box 2.1 in the ET3, in addition to you being able to define yourself as male or female, there is now a box called Rather Not Say, which we're quite pleased about because on some forms, we have seen less than palatable tick boxes of male, female and other. So to see an updated box that says Rather Not Say seems just a little bit more gentle. What has also now been updated in both forms are the tick boxes to separate out video and phone hearings in line with post-COVID arrangements for court hearings. In the ET1 at box 1.11, there is an expectation from the tribunal that you agree to one or both of these remote options for hearing your case, that's video or telephone, and a new no box has been added to the ET1 where you are expected to provide an explanation if you don't consent to phone or video hearings. It is now part of your tribunal claim to provide this information. So if you tick yes and yes to phone and video, then you're okay. But if there is a reason that you can't, you must, not may, but must fill in the box, providing the tribunal with information as to why you can't consent to phone or video hearings. So completing this new box is really important for you to have a legitimate tribunal claim. Now, interestingly, your employer does not get the option to refuse either of these formats and must attend either a phone or video or in-person hearing. So those are all the changes on the ET1. One final change on the ET3 form is a box at 2.4 of the new form where the employer now has to state what type of employer they are. This will likely be where employers will define themselves as local government organisations or private businesses or voluntary organisations. How this information impacts on the employer or your journey through the tribunal, well, that will play itself out as the new forms are embedded into the tribunal system. On a final note, what is not clear in the tribunal's decision to change the forms is what the procedure will be if you complete the wrong form and submit your claim. The supporting information that comes with the new forms mentions nothing about what happens if you complete an old form. And when you check the HMCTS website, the old forms have been removed from the website, which clearly suggests an expectation that if you are submitting a claim, you will download the most recent updated forms rather than use any printouts of old forms which may be in your files. What we are yet to see is what will happen if you do submit your complaint on the wrong form and whether this will automatically void your tribunal application. For this reason, we've put the links to both of the new forms in the show notes so you can download the new ET1 and keep it in your file. 
That way you don't run the risk of getting the wrong form from somewhere else or from your old records. All you need to do is scroll down to the show notes information and you will see the link for both the ET1 and the ET3. We've provided the ET3 for you so you can see the information your employer will be completing about you when sending the employer's defence to the tribunal. And that's it for this week. The takeaways for this week are that His Majesty's Courts and Tribunal Service, or HMCTS, has updated the tribunal forms that you and your employer will need to complete to lodge a claim in an employment tribunal. The new changes to the ET1 and ET3 employment tribunal forms, whilst not major changes, are changes that do alter some of the information the tribunal wants to collect about your claim. And the ET1, which is the form you complete, now includes an expectation of you attending phone and video court hearings. The key takeaway is to make sure you use the correct form to rule out any possibility that your tribunal claim might be voided if you complete the wrong forms. As the forms embed themselves and we find out what happens to people's claims if they complete the wrong forms, we'll update you on this information either in a future podcast episode or in our Employment Rights newsletter. Remember, if you need any help with Employment Tribunal matters, you can find all your support links at the bottom of the show notes for this episode. And if you would like to book a consultation with us to look at bullying or abuse, which you may be suffering at work, or any other employment rights concern you may have, you can email us at employmentrightsonline at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can go directly to our consultations booking page using the consultations link, which is also in the show notes. Finally, remember you can help us by sharing our podcast information with your family, friends and colleagues and by leaving us a review on iTunes or a rating on Spotify if you enjoy our podcasts. Until next week, have the best Employment Rights Week that you can. Bye for now.